What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and this is episode 305 of the show. Yo, today's a special day. I always say I'm bringing you guys with some heat. Today, I legitimately have some heat. I have a pioneer today. I have somebody who not only is a pioneer within MMA, he's somebody who represents the culture. He was one of the greatest fighters in the world when he was competing. He still might be competing. I don't know. But he is definitely one of the best coaches in the world as well. It is my honor, my pleasure to bring this brother on the show, Antonio McKee. Brother, welcome to the Fight Podcast. What's up, sir? Thanks for having me, man. You know, I love getting on here representing. You know that. I'm coming with full yeah. force, so be careful with what you ask me. Oh, fam, we going to get into it all then. Fuck it. Let's do it. We can cuss everything. Let's have a good time. Get it going. But you know I'm a man of God, and uh, I don't want to send people the wrong message. But God ain't going to take me to hell if I say a cuss word. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Well, look, first and foremost, man, thank you for coming on the show. Yes, like I said before, at the top of the show, you are a legend in the game. Over 30 wins. You fought in every organization under the sun. Um, and then now you're literally one of the best coaches in the game. Your son, AJ, arguably is the greatest fighter in Bellator history after this one. I mean, we can get into it. Arguably. It's not even arguably. Look, this kid started from the bottom, went all the way to the top, and knocked off the best fighter, pound for pound, in Bellator's history, and he made it look easy. Are you surprised he's not the best fighter? By far, he ain't even got started yet. Well, it's. I'm glad you said that, because one of the things I was talking about, and people have been trying to argue with me about this shit for a while, I've been saying that if he gets to this tournament, he is not only the best fighter in Bellator, he's the best featherweight in the world. He's gone out there and said that. Is AJ the best featherweight in the world? I don't even think it's a question you should ask yourself. What you should be more asking yourself is, who's going to beat him? The kid went through the tournament. He finished everybody practically Easily. in the first round. He blew out his knee. But everybody else, he finished in his first round. He blew his knee out in the first round and still found the way through all the adversity and submitted compost. This kid is hot. It sucks. But what if, what if this was, what if this was Randy Couture's son? What if this was Chuck Liddell's son? What if, what if this was Horse Gracie's son? That's well, what I'm talking about. I'm passionate about my son. I'm passionate yes. about everything that he's done. I took a kid that didn't know anything about MMA. MMA didn't even know anything about MMA. We were just out fighting. To be the mm -hmm. best fighter pound for pound in the world, starting from scratch in your organization, and I need respect now. I need to get paid. Oh, absolutely. As well, you shouldn't. Here's the thing. It's interesting because AJ is one of those dudes because especially when you, like, you were coming up, people were specialists. They were starting to evolve, figuring out MMA. He's one of those young crop of dudes that his martial arts is MMA. That's what he's been doing. He's learned, he's developed, and he's grown throughout. And he's had the, the benefit of, I mean, iron sharpens iron. He's had some of the best guys and tutelage and trainers and best minds in the world helping him out through that. What do you think is the benefit of having, again, building in the way that you have with him? And also, what's kind of the program? Look, first of all, when you're dealing with athletic guys like that, they are already athletic. I want to prove a point. Not only is he athletic, he's good looking. He's articulate. 
He's good as a striker. He's good on the ground. He's good at wrestling. He's good at jujitsu. I wanted to make Everywhere. a cool martial art fighter. I went in the laboratory and all I did was get closer to God because I found that the most important part of the tool was the mm -hmm. spiritual growth as an athlete. Love that. And training his spirituality with his mm -hmm. conditioning and strength and conditioning. And I've stumbled onto something. And if you watch Tyron Woodley's last fight in the UFC, Dana White said that was the best fight he's seen Tyron in four or five years, right? Yeah, I absolutely. Spent, I spent less than three weeks, two weeks with Tyron. And I got him to do what he did there. I said, if I had eight yeah. weeks, Tyron would be the UFC champ again. Unfortunately, he, he, had a, he had a dog in him that he haven't, we haven't seen in a while. It, it seemed like he got that dog back. You, you know what God is? A lot of people don't know who God is or what God is mm -hmm. until something bad happens. And then they start looking and seeking for something. And, okay. you know, we don't even have to get into religion, but let's just get into a relationship with your spirituality. Yeah, I, I love it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. I helped him reconnect spiritually with the God in him. Hmm. And I needed more time. He got a glimpse of what could be done. And I guarantee you when you see him fight Jake Paul, you're going to see a different guy. I know because I watched his career. I've coached mm -hmm. him for many years. Uh, when, when he's not doing the things that will hinder him from connecting with that, He's unstoppable. He seemed like he wasn't having fun anymore. Well, you know what you I'm know, saying? He the politics of Dana and that shit. He went from rags yeah. to a millionaire. There's no instruction manual for black men who go from rags to a millionaire on how to conduct themselves. So they go and do what their nature is. Wild out. We all done it. I did it and I wasn't even a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sir, well, yo, let me, let me, yo, sir. Sir. Yes, sir. Have you ever wild out? Of course. Come on, okay. fam. I'm hey, hey, I'm I'm in, I'm in a frat, fam. Like, yeah, I wild out. Okay. <laughs> Yo, so let me ask you this, and I'm glad you brought this up because I grant I do want to talk about the spirituality within it, but black folks, the culture within MMA, it, why is it in your opinion? Because here's the thing: we dominate every sport, we've consistently dominated. Why is it that MMA doesn't promote these athletes the same way that they do the McGregor's, the, the Rockos, all these other guys? Why aren't they doing that with the culture? What are we missing? I'm glad you asked that question because it ain't nobody better than me to answer something like that. But you might lose a lot of white followers on your fight. Fam, now. Hey, 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 look at my logo. It's the Black Power Fist. I don't think oh. I got many of them anyways. <laughs> okay. So, hey, you my guy. And as a matter of fact, after we get done, I want you to call AJ and get him on here. And after that, do it. I, I want you, I want Rampage, I want T-Wood, I want you to interview everybody. I'm going to mandatory, they want me to train them, that you interview them. Because Let's you know what? It. This is the support that we need and what we're lacking. And this is why we're not being paid the way we should be. Because yes, the crowd, the audience that are buying those $5,000, $2,000, $8,000 tickets, they're white. They're Hispanic. Black people don't patronize the sport like mm -hmm. others do. So yeah. if I'm a black champion and mm -hmm. I'm fighting an all-white organization and I'm beating up a bunch of white boys, they didn't pay to see that. Now, if you want to do yeah. some tango shit and put me against another black guy, 
Now go back 15 years ago when I did an interview and everybody got mad at me and I said, the UFC is the new slave masters. They brought some new niggas over here to whoop y'all ass. No one knew what I was talking about. What do we got going on right now? Look that's what's happening, how they're trying, how they dealing with Francis and them. That's, that's and fucked up. Dude, John Jones too. Like, why is it that all the black fighters are yeah. having issues with getting paid? It's, is there somebody write a note? Don't play black athletes. Don't pay them. They're only a third of a human being. They're not considered yeah. a human being. Like, what's going on here to where we are so dominant in the sport? The style bender with all that beautiful technique. It's amazing. That we're not making money. And you bring these guys from Africa, they don't know the value of the dollar. Because over there, $100,000 over there is a million dollars over there. Facts. So, Facts. So, you know, they just, it's really sad that we're in 2021 and we've already been through 400 years of oppression mm-hmm. and, and just, we don't even know who we are. My last name is McKee. People say, make the last name McKee proud. It's not my real yeah. last name. So it doesn't feel the same as if yeah. I would have had my real last name, uh, a Tumba Zulu or something, but Facts. Yo, we it, it, lost as a race yeah. of people. We really lost. And we, it's true. I said that we need reparations, and I've said this in a lot of interviews. We need counseling. We don't realize we're damaged because abnormal to us is mm-hmm. normal. And people go, well, what's wrong with them? Culturally, yeah. we're brought up different. Yes, you bet. Absolutely. If you do what's been done and still being done to us mm-hmm. as black men on this planet to any other race, they would be extinct or psychotic absolutely. killing everybody. Yeah, we 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 show consistently that not only we we're the most compassionate people on the planet. Oh, we're the most forgiving people on the planet, and we're the people that honestly have been able to endure and evolve more than everybody else. Right. So it, it is something that we're actually seeing, and it's funny that you see the way that you're you're breaking everything down. Because my question is, and and I think the spirituality component is fantastic because it is about and not not as much like you said being religious, but I love that the spirituality. How have you been able to? within your coaching and everything really bring that together with it because and again you hit on something specific in terms of like mental health right especially as black people we we're not focusing on that people don't haven't taught us that and now we're still healing things that we've had to deal with for generations i'm still dealing with shit that my dad and my granddad and my grand granddad had to deal with you know what i'm saying and and then shit even my mom's like fam i'm i'm black and puerto rican so, like, I, I have, you know, it double whammy coming back from both sides to the fact that when I, even when I was a kid growing up, it's like you go hang out with the black kids. They like, fam, is you one of us? You go with the Puerto Rican kids. They like, yeah, get out of here. I don't know you either, bro. So, you know what I'm saying? So, so to be able to find, you know, who you are and who have mental health and stuff is so important. Could you speak specifically just to mental health in this game and just fucking in life? Look, the first thing is you got to connect yourself with the God in you, okay? Now it don't matter. None of it matters anymore. You know why? Because we don't know what color he is, but we know the power of the spirit. If you've ever been baptized, if you've ever spoken tongues, if you've ever been in a situation and you called upon him and he showed up and nobody will understand it but you. That there is what I connect with daily. I wake up happy. Um, The other thing too is mental. They've gotten to a position in life now where they will complement and destroy us at the same time. What I mean by that is 
the pineal gland, if you understand the pineal gland and how it works. Oh, man, you talking that woo-woo shit I like. Let's go. So <laughs> if if you know what that means, and let me just kind of wrap yes. it up. Really quick, I and for people who don't know, that is the quote-unquote third eye, for those who do not understand what he's talking before about. With the Bible, before the Bible, before the scripture. Yes. Yes. It's always been known that this was the third yes. eye connecting us yes. to something, right? Yeah. So I've done tests, I've done studies, I've studied, I'm looking, I'm studying. What I've learned is that the pineal gland doesn't really have a lot of things connected to it like you would think it would right. with the power that it possesses. Right. So that means it's a spiritual connection, but there is a connection, right? We don't mm -hmm. understand it. So when you smoke weed, when you drink alcohol, when you mm -hmm. do DMT, when you mm -hmm. got a head trauma, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're you're now taking that away. That mm. thing needs to be it needs to be rocking right. So what I've learned, yeah. I don't smoke weed, I don't drink, mm -hmm. I try to eat healthy, drink lots of water. That's very Fantastic. necessary. Yeah. And what starts to happen is you start to dream. You're able to 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 do things that people don't say. It is yeah. a gift from God, right? They just yeah, say, yeah. "Oh, everybody can do it." No, not everybody can do it. Right. I won't no, it's real. details about that because I don't want anybody to think I think I'm superior, but I know genetically, scientifically, the way the black man has been created to walk from one end of the globe to the next with no clothes on, survive in such a, a tropical environment and not end up with skin cancer. But yet you create bacteria, molds and yeast and COVID-19 and you want to inject us with some stuff. But we're being yeah. robbed of the nutrition from the time that we're born out of the black yes. woman's womb, they're clamping off the umbilical cord, leaving all of the nutrients trapped inside and tell you to cut here while they take it and put it in a hazard bag and use it for stem, cancer. They use it for all kinds of stuff. And then they want to they want to give your child immunization shots because they just depleted that child of all the nutrients that that child's supposed to have. Facts. So yeah, your that's child true. is born, let that umbilical cord Take all the nutrients out of that woman as she's making that final push for that child to come out. Yeah. And when that baby comes out, all that nutrients, all those vitamins, all those minerals, all those aminos, all those proteins, that child needs that. Why yeah. are they clamping it off? Yeah. See, no one talks about this stuff. And I can get in a lot of trouble. I ended up dead one day, shit. But you know what? I believe in God. And if I die today, I live for yesterday. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and, and you've left a legacy as well. Yeah, the longevity and the humility, which is worse, the humility or longevity? See, it depends on who you are. Do you want to be tortured like this for another 400 years or do you want to be taken out of your misery? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, let, let, let's talk about it in terms of just the fight game a little bit because it's interesting, right? You, we have somebody specifically like, like AJ, right, who, is, who has everything. He he has the look. He's good everywhere. He has the it factor, but he's not getting pubbed like a, a McGregor. And, and it's funny because and I, and I want to bring this up and say this out loud to people because people don't talk. We talk about the, the the three fights leading up to when Connor got his belt. The three fights when AJ got it right. Dennis Seaver, Chad Mendez, Jose Aldo, Derek Campos. Caldwell Pitbull. No, go, go, Georgie Kahanian. Yeah, yeah, Georgie first. Yeah, it was Georgie. That's right. So if we keep a talk of spade a spade, these guys are better than these guys. Let's just be honest. Dennis Seaver was, was damaged goods at that point in time. 
Chad Mendes took that fight on 10 days notice. And Jose Aldo, eh, well, he should have bet on that one. I'm not going to lie. He did. (laughs) (laughs) I can't take it away from him. It happens. (laughs) Everybody gets touched. What can I say? Uh, So when you look at that, what is it going to take to finally get it to that? What do we have to do as a community that people are actually starting to pay attention to MMA. Why? What, what do we have to do? Because, dude, we got it. We got the guy. What well, do we got to do? We have to be able to market AJ to an urban market. One thing I like that Bellator did is that they brought him into uh, Inglewood. They brought him out with... Uh, uh, and fam, I'm in L.A. too now, man. I got to get up with you guys. I live in L.A. now, so... You need to come hang out with us to come down and write, come down and interview Kimbo Slice. Like, Love we to. need to connect and we need to be yeah. able to help each other. You don't, we can't give you a lot, but we can give you enough to keep you going to where Fantastic. you can go somewhere else and get some more. But we need the urban support. We need, we need to be to uh, sponsored by black businesses. We mm-hmm. need to be able to open up a bank account in a black bank. We need to be educated on clearing up our credit. Greenwood Bank, for those who don't know, you need to go ahead and check it out. Um, incorporating ourselves. Like, this is the stuff that I want to do. Um, it's just, it's difficult because I wear so many hats. I'm a coach. I'm a manager. I'm a trainer. I'm a dad. I'm your best friend. And so, you know, I'm spreading myself really thin. But by the works of God, man, I'm, I'm, I'm loving life. I don't, I wake Dude. up in the morning. I go to bed at three o'clock. I get up at five. I got to go. Man, well, okay, well, let me, let's talk about this because I feel like everybody, every time they have you on, they talking about everything else. Every and you got a gang of fighters, a gang of everybody, your son. I'm gonna talk about you, fam, a legend in the game, 50 plus fights. You've been out there, you've done everything. What got you into MMA? Uh, I like to fight, I, I've been fighting my whole life. In fact, it put me in a boy's home. I like to fight so much. And from a boy's home, it put me into a straight jacket. And from a straight jacket, it put me into a padded room with the butt juice. Anybody ever had butt juice? They know what I'm talking about. And really, it was just, I, I didn't have a dad. I didn't have anybody there that knew me. And yeah. the same thing could have happened to my son, but I knew who he was. The same thing could happen to my daughter. I knew who yeah. she was. She's a part of me and her mother. So I knew that, you know what? Looking at both of us, I was a piece of shit. She was a piece of shit. Well, what's the good in us? We're good people. So I started, you know, looking for the good in us. And I started saying, well, let me cultivate that into my child. Let me be a dad. Let me, instead of going out Saturday night looking for women, I'm going to go take them to a wrestling tournament all day, Saturday and Sunday. And then I'm training them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're at a tournament. I didn't have time to do the things that I wanted to do. I did the things that I was supposed to do and when I did have some time I didn't do nothing but get in trouble I started realizing so, I was better off doing what I was doing this way than that way I prophesied this since he was five years old that's it hey, you know what man I appreciate you as well because when you people always talk about black fathers and whatnot fam you out here doing the work I mean you you staying in his life watching you guys Rolling, and that's what I also want want to know because I heard you made a comment about it in the past. But you you, you said you had like a switch. You got you're able to you know go from from dad mode to coach mode. How has that been for you guys? Um, you know, I grew up in a different mindset, and so I immediately was numb to emotions. I don't do things based on emotions because I am a man of the creator. 
I do things that are right spiritually that resonate with me. And I have to compare everything to if it was my daughter, how would I feel if a man did this? If it was my son, how would I feel if a man did this? So if I kill the person, I think about somebody killing my son. Even though my son is an asshole or he might have been a jerk that day, but he's a good person. And I know that good in him. So I just took a man's life and I don't know that man. So what I decided to do was I said, you know what? I'm going to remove my feelings from everything that I do. Mm-hmm. Over 25 years of growing up where I grew up, you can Google the stuff I talk about because some of those cases right. haven't been solved. But the way that I grew up was so harsh that I mm-hmm. had to learn to survive in these situations. Mm-hmm. And that became my personality. When you cross me up and get me upset I'm going to go in that mindset because that's what I did to survive and so it puts me in a survival state of mind and we all know what it's like if you have to survive and you're going to survival state of mind you can do whatever you got to do you don't think about what the consequences are Mm -hmm. so I had to learn to take my emotions out and numb myself from watching a woman get raped from watching my friend get stabbed up to death Mm -hmm. to watching the guy Mm -hmm. get his brains splattered all over a wall to watching the police beat crap to running from the KKK who was trying to kill yeah. me because I'm black. Um, yeah. You you lose sensitivity. And so now I'm a psychopath running, burning nitro with no chill. You wonder what's wrong with me? Has anybody ever asked, why am I this way? Anybody mm-hmm. ever looked into it? So what I had to do is self-therapy, man. I said, look. I was just going to ask you about that. Take yeah. your emotions out of it. Do what's right. You believe in God? You believe you're a man of God? Then do what you think God would do in a situation. And I realized something. All love, man. All love. All love. I kill every situation with love. My wife That's tells awesome. me, I don't understand how you're always so happy. I don't understand why you don't get mad. Well, why would I get mad? I know if I get mad, I'm going in survival mode. Survival and, mode. And you, get, and you get all that aggression. Now you get to choke people up on a weekly basis. That helps out with it a lot. Man. <laughs> I'm in the gym training every day. I told Bellator, give me a fight. I'm ready to go fight again. Hey, hey, Will. Hey, one thing, we got to get you back on a card because if you think about it, you guys had something that was so unique. It reminded me of, and some people don't remember this, when Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. went out there and hit home runs back-to-back, back in the day with the Mariners. You and AJ getting those two wins was MMA version of that. When you guys got the two wins on the, on the same card, that was fire, man. What was that feeling like? You know, again, adversity. An adversity situation. He's stressed out. I'm stressed out. We sold three, 400 tickets. I got four of the guys on the card. You know what? So yeah, you're coaching also. And coaching. You know what I did? I sat him down and I said this. If I lose, you better win. If I win, you better win. Let's not worry about what happens. Let's go Let's make it go. happen. And once That's I won, fine. got that finished, he said, Dad, I'm getting the fastest knockout tonight. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> he did it. He knocked, he knocked Georgie out in eight seconds. Georgie's never been knocked out like that. Yo, Everyone and for those who don't know, Georgie's a badass, too. He's been fighting as long as me. Yeah, he really has. He really has. He got like 50 wins on his record. Georgie's record is nuts. And uh, and people don't, he knocked him out. So I was, and that's when I think a lot of people realize AJ has arrived. At least if you knew, it was like, oh shit. Like he, that, that was somebody who was, that was supposed to be a step up. 
No, he didn't arrive. He's been here. They're just accepting him now. Well, well let me ask you this. It, I've said I think Bellator has done, the, done it the best way with his physique. homegrown talent, appropriate step-ups. Now he's a star, right? I feel like that's the made. They tried to do with Aaron Pico, didn't have, didn't work. Well, In fact, it seemed like, yeah, he didn't listen to the protocol. I wrote it out already. He was four and zero with me. Why did he leave? I, I was man, took it out of my mouth. I was, I was gonna say because yeah. you guys had him. Why were yeah. you like? What happened? He got knocked out twice. Yeah. Now what is he doing? He's doing what I told him he should have did when he first got to me. What? We know. He knows. It's good to know. So let's talk about your team real fast. I know we're jumping around, brother. Like, I don't want to take too much. I appreciate your time. Man, seriously. I talk to you all day. I appreciate that, man. Well, look, you guys, you guys. The only person going to be mad is my wife. <laughs> she said, my all lady. you do is talk. All you do is talk. I said, well, you want me to go into ministry? <laughs> well, yo, so let's talk about this. You, your team. You are, it's funny because you, you see all these super teams, right? People talk about super teams. I, I always show mad love to, to City Kickboxing in New Zealand. They get a lot of attention and stuff like that. Obviously, you got the American top teams. You got all these other teams that people pay attention to here. Your team is just as stacked. Your team has just as many killers and winners on that team. We already know why they're not getting it, but... Talk to me about some people that you have up and coming out of that gym that people need to watch out for. Well, I got a guy, man. You know what? I'm not even going to talk about it. You know why? Because I don't want to be in blackball. I train a lot of people. And yeah. I don't want to say their names. I don't put it on social media. But I tell you what, if you see me in that corner, you know that's the product of McKee. There it goes. I can't. I, I can't wait to see. It. And it's funny because you're right. When I did see you in Woodley's corner that last time, it was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be a little different. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Now let's let's talk about Woodley. Let's get into T Wood real quick. He he got this fight, you know, with the Paul kid. I I, I understand it. People want to hate on him, but but. You guys have worked with him, and one of your own has gone over there to be sparring partners with Jake. What is going on with that man? Well, he went over there to be a sparring partner to give give him a look. Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor reps the body shop, but how many times have you seen me in Pretty Boy's corner? You gotta, you want me in your corner? You gotta come put work in with me. Now, if you come in and you just train with the guys, I ain't gonna knock that. My house is an open house for brothers, talent, hard workers. It ain't just a white thing. I mean, a black thing. It's yeah. a brotherhood thing. And if you can't Facts. see me as your brother, then don't, you don't need to be in my hood. Facts. You know what Not I'm saying? Exist. So Pretty Boy is a brother that's, uh, he's being groomed to be a better man. Fighting is just something that he's choosing to do. Okay. He's over there training, and he did so well that they gave him a fight against uh, Todd, Todd Fury, Tommy Fury. Oh, uh, yeah, Tommy Fury. And, and Tommy can crack. Why do you think they gave him that fight? I think they gave him that fight because they want to have Tommy Fury fight Jake Paul next. That's what I think. You're a smart man. Yeah. yeah. It, it's the, it's the, it's the co-main event, Tommy Fury, because he was in the, the, the UK, Love Island, got a huge following. 
They've been chirping for the last about a year or so. They 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 lead my man to slaughter personally, but like <laughs> I just gonna keep it a bean, fam. Like, I know what's gonna happen. Like hey, I love you. You need to let me host this show with you, bro. We gotta let do me it. host this show with you. Get, <laughs> let's I do get, it. I need to get you out there, man. I love this. I, this is the shit I like. Hey, hey, fam, we we I got spinoff. We could do a spinoff. This ain't shit. Let's have, let's do it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Man, you lucky I got right with God, because boy, we would be spinning off. Man. <laughs> Man. But you know, it's natural though. It's natural. We're not acting. We just saying no. and speaking fluently how we feel. Yeah, yeah. And again, this is the love I'm talking about. When we connect as black people with each other, it's such harmony. Yeah. Only two things come in between that. Drugs or the coochie. I was just gonna say it's all the, the, the poos poos. That that that'll throw it off. Yeah, and that's way left. Man, man, you're right. You're right, man. It, it is good, it's good that um, and this is honestly, and I've said this time and time again. Like I say, if you look at my logo, it's the black power fist with the MMA glove for a reason. You know what Stop I'm saying? Telling them that, though. I gotta That's let them know. See, I'm, I'm letting you know that. I ain't talking like we, we, me and you having a conversation. Keep it subliminal. Hey, hey, like I said, it's me and you having a conversation. If they hear it in this convo, hey, look at they flies on the wall today. It's nothing. They they can know a little bit, but like I said, we put it out there, and um, and, and I think it's important. It's important for us to have these conversations. It's important that within this community, people understand too that. This isn't like a redneck sport, man. People want to make it seem like it's just a bunch of white boys out here with MAGA hats that really enjoy this sport. No, man. It's brothers from the culture like us that enjoy this sport, that are really embracing it, who have been in there, who felt it. Look, I wasn't able to continue competing because at 25, I got cancer. I had to stop fighting. Right. But it was that was my dream to fight, to be to be a pro in MMA. I was in Chicago doing it. So what did I do? I want to continue giving black folks a platform within this because I love this damn sport. And there's plenty more dudes like me out there who fuck with this game. So I really want to go ahead and give us a platform. And, and this is this is what we're doing here, man. So absolutely, I appreciate you coming on. This is what this is what the brotherhood is. Absolutely. I'm grateful, man. I'm grateful for coming on. And again, like I said, I want to see my son on here, too. Um, I'd love to. I'll be honored. Yeah, absolutely. Hey. You interview him today. As soon as you get done with me, I'm gonna send it over to him and say, "Call in for an interview right now." I, I'm here. I'm here. I'll be waiting for him. That'd be all good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, after um, we get home, we clear this up. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have him call you immediately. I know he's doing some interviews right now, mm-hmm. but I mean, I need this. I need this for I other reasons. You. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this is the support that I demand. That. Mm-hmm my black fighters do. I don't care if yeah. you don't want to do an interview. You do it anyway out of support because yeah. this is what's going to make the change where people yes. will have to stop seeing color and see us just as a human being. Yep. You know? yep. Uh, I've got other guys you can bring on that are white. I mean, it shouldn't be I'm about right. that. But unfortunately, no, no, I understand yeah. where you're coming from because we don't have a platform that we can stand on and talk. So it's, I'm, I'm again, I'm going to support this from what I'm saying. And I appreciate you, man. Um, I'm going to get you more interviews than you can imagine. 
I, brother, hey, and I'm here, like I said, I, I'm grateful and I'm hustling because at the end of the day, this is what I plan to do for the rest of my life, brother. I, lo- I love this game. I love MMA. I love I love boxing shit. I, I love combat sports. And even, like I said, for yourself, I seen you guys were, were backstage, you know, you were cornering some dudes doing um, bare knuckle boxing too. Bro, yeah, got, how, you, got, how, how you liking that bare knuckle scene? I got a couple guys doing that. Um, that's, 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 that's some brutal stuff there, bro, but that's Ooh, real bro. stuff. Yo, much look, respect. M- much Man, respect. <laughs> these get hurt, these get cut. That's like the end result for me. Um, look, AJ was calling me because I'm kind of doing multitasking, but I'm telling him to come on and do an interview with you right now. I appreciate you, my brother. I do, man. Right. And, and uh, uh, well, well, much <laughs> love right. as always. Yes, sir. Sergio. Yep, Serge. Serge, I appreciate the interview, bro. Look, you got to bring me back on. We're going to talk about Absolutely. some things uh, to help us as black fighters. I'm going to give drop some heavy knowledge <laughs> on how they need to set up their stuff. And they can contact me if they need help with it. But I'm going to show yes, them sir. how to set themselves up for success in the fight game, even if they're not an AJ McKee or uh, a John Jones. Or yes, a no, it makes sense. Yeah. It's a lot of no, I would love to. I'd be honored to have a conversation uh, with you. Let me uh, get you over to AJ right now. He's getting ready to call you right now. Again, God bless you, brother. I love you. You as well, my brother. Same. Right. Absolutely, man. Thank you, Antonio, man. You are a legend, sir. I appreciate it. And like I said, we're going to link up. I, I'm in L.A., I come to the gym. We'll kick it. I, I get to kick it with y'all, man. I love to. Next week, bring your ass on in there. Get some of this work. Bring your camera. Oh, I'm here for it. We'll do it. We'll do yeah. it. Absolutely. I'll shoot you a line. We'll get. We'll get. Daddy, we'll link up. You're not gonna believe what you see. You're gonna be like, "This is the body shop." Yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Antonio McKee. Thank All you, right. sir. Appreciate Thank you. you. Yes, sir. Peace out, guys. Antonio McKee. So happy, grateful to have him on the show. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. This is episode 305 of the Greatest Combat Sports and Culture on the Entire Universe of Fight Podcast. Peace out.